Chapter Twelve of the Three Malamulgars. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Three Malamulgars by Walter de la Mare. Chapter Twelve. What's these? What's these? He muttered, for there on the farther bank of the stream stood in the twilight of the sinking moon two strange, solitary figures motionless, staring. Nod ran to battle, and laid his long, narrow hand on the glimmering gun-barrel. "'Oh, not shoot, not shoot,' he said. "'Black Umgars, no. Mullamulgars, too. Nod's friends, Nod's brothers.' "'What's he jabbering about?' said Battle, with eyes fixed brightly on the two gaunt shapes. "'Nod's brother's there,' said Nod. "'Thumb, thimble, thimble-thumb. Nod show Umgar.' "'Oh, wait softly!' He ran swiftly over the snow till he came to the frozen bank of the stream. But still his brothers never stirred, ragged and hollow-eyed with hunger and cold. "'Come,' said Nod, lifting up his hands in salutation. "'There is no fear, no danger. Here is Nod, my brothers.' "'What voice was that we heard?' said Thumb, trembling. "'Can the mouth of the Umgar speak after it is shut in death?' The Umgar's not dead, Thumb, my brother. The hunting-packs killed only that beast of shadows, Imanala, who hoped to kill us all, and the Umgar too. Come over, my brothers. Every day, every night, Nod has talked in his quiet with you. We do not understand the little Umgar, said Thimble angrily. Who are you, the youngest of us all, to lie and make cunning against the people of the forest? Let your master, the blood-spilling Umgar, shoot us too. What are we in such a heap of bones? We have no fear of him. On all fours, back, parakeet. Tell him where the Mulgar's hearts lie hid. Maybe he'll fling his Nizanila a bone. Oh, Thimble, Mulla Mulgar, why do you seek out all the black words for me? Haven't I done all for the best? Did I play false with you when I saved you from the spits of the Minimals? The little horse of Tishnar smelt out my wounded shoulder, and the Umgar's strangling trap caught me. But he did not kill me. He took me and was kind to me, fed me and shared his fire with me. And we were Mesamuts. Yet all day, all night, moon and no moon, I have talked in myself with you, and run looking for you in my dreams, while I slept in the hairless Umgar's hut. The nameless is gone for a little while. The Umgar is wise with his hands and in little things. Now I may go. He kills only for meat, Mullamulgars. He will do no harm to Umanada's brothers. Come over with me. Thumb and Thimble, with toes a little turned in and heads bent forward, stood listening in the snow. Why, then, said Thumb, muttering, if he kills only for food and relishes not his own flavor in the pot, let him hobble out here to us now and greet us. Like with like, Umgar Mulgar with Mala Mulgar, and leave his spitfire and his magic behind him. But into his hut, nor stumbling among his munza bones, we will not go. And if he will not come, brother to brother, then it is Gar Mulgar de Sangi. Between us three, O youngest son of Selim, go back to your cooking pots. I and Thimble will journey on alone, all day with the harp-strings be twangling over Mulgar's smelling of blood. So Nod, cold with misery, went back to battle, 
who was yawning, gun on knee, beside his fire. Omgar, he said, leaning a little on one small hand and standing a few paces distant from the sailor. My brothers, the Mulamogars, sons of Selim, brother of Assasimmon, prince of the valleys of Tishnar, are here. They say not is not true, speaks lies, eater of flesh, no child of Tishnar. He stared forlornly into Battle's face. Tired of his living is not now. Shoot straight with Umgar's a baffles gun. Not will be still. The Englishman crinkled up his eyelids, opened his mouth, and burst out laughing. To tell ye sober truth, my son, he said, bullets and powder battle haven't much left to waste. And what's lark pie to a hungry sailor? As for them hunched up hobgoblins over yonder, don't ye heed what envy has to say. Battle his hands down on your side, my son, and let em meddle if they dare. But mercy on us, he added under his breath, what wouldn't my old mother have said to hear these pongos chatter? Shoot straight, says he, tired of his living, says he. Button up your sheep's jacket, my son. We'll home to England yet, and what's more? He waved his hand towards the lonely figures still standing motionless in the silvery dusk. Andy battles best respects to the hairy gentleman, and there's a warm welcome and fresh picked bones for breakfast. But the night's creeping cold, and bed's bed, old friend, and Andy's eyes was never made for moth hunting. So here goes. He went in with his gun, and Nod heard him shut and bar the door. Nod listened a while, with eyes fixed sorrowfully on the fast-shut door. Then, having heaped more logs onto the fire, he went slowly back to his brothers. Now that the moon was down, and night at its darkest, the frost hardened, and Thumb and Thimble, when they were sure the Umgar was asleep in his hut, were glad enough to hobble across the ice and to sit and warm themselves before the fire. Their jackets hung in tatters, Thumb's left second toe was frostbitten, and Thumble's eyes were so sore from the glaring whiteness of the snow he could only dimly see. Moreover, they were weary of living and sleeping in their tree-houses among the scatter-brained forest mulgars, and though at first they sat shaky and sniffling, and started if but a dry leaf snapped in the fire, they listened in silence to Nod's long story of his doings, and began to see at last that what he had done by Mishka's counsel had been for the best, and not for his own sake only. "'But we cannot stay here, Umanada,' said Thumb. "'We could not rub noses with the Umgar, his voice, his smell. He is not of our kind, little brother, and now that all the peoples of Munza Mulgar are our enemies, we must press on, with no more idling and fine eating and sitting shanks to fire, or we shall never reach the valleys alive.' "'I am ready, Thumb, my brother,' Nod answered. "'The Umgar has been kind to me, his own kind's kind. "'It was my Tishnar's wonderstone that saved him from the teeth of the nine and ninety, "'and from Imanala's magic. "'The why should I tell it is so? "'Now they will think it is his skin-bonneted Mirmut that stalks to and fro with the ghost's gun of a ghost. "'They will forsake this place, every one, claw and talon, upright and fours, every one.' How long shall a flesh-eater, hungry and gluttonous, live on dried berries and nuts? Me gone, unless the frost flies soon, or a great bobbery, as he does say, comes up from that strange water the sea over yonder, the Umgar will die. Oh, brothers, just as that Umgar the Portingal died, 
when bones dangled over us when we stood by mudder's knee and listened to them clicking do but let me stay to say good-bye and we will go together at morning so when day began to break thumb and thimble hastened away and hid themselves in the ukka trees till nod should come out to them nod busied himself and baked his last feast with his master he broiled him some bones they were little else of the jackal the sailor had shot in the moonlight and when battle strange and solitary as he seemed to nod now after talking with him and looking on his brothers when battle opened the door and came out nod told him as best he could in the few words of his english of imanala and her hunting dogs and of his brothers and he told him that he must leave now and go on his travels again battle listened scratching his head and with a patient perplexed grin on his face but he could understand only very little of what nod meant for even a mulla mulgar though he can repeat like a child or like a parrot by rote has small brains for really learning another language so that it may be a telling picture of his thoughts indeed battle thought that poor nod had fallen a little crazy with the cold he fondled him and scratched his head this prince of tishnar as if he were at his hearth at home and nod his country cat but at least he knew that the little mulgar wished to leave him and he made no hindrance except his own sadness to his going he gave him out of his own pocket a silver groat with a hole in it and a large piece of fine looking-glass besides the necklet of clear blue bamba beads and three rings of copper he gave him too one leaf of his little fat book and in this nod wrapped his wonderstone nor even in his kindness did battle say the least word about his big coat and affalanto belt and his fulby's hairy hat all which things he supposed mulgars being by nature thieves and robbers in his mind nod's brothers had stolen good-bye my son he said bravely old sailor take your lot there there i make no dwelling on fine words good-bye and don't forget your learning there's many a full-growed christian battles come across in his seafarin but there flattery butters no parsnips good-bye once more mulgar mio and thank ye kindly nod raised his hands above his head umgar umgar he said with eyes shut and trembling lips ami ami sulani karmaglir then with a heavy heart he turned away and without looking back ran scampering as fast as he could to the five ukka trees his brothers had long been awaiting him and swaying down gladly from their sleeping bowers in the trees then with the hut and the umgar's pillar of smoke upon their cudgel hand they set out once more all but due north towards the valleys of assasimmon end of chapter twelve